Hey, how you doing? Zach Cassidy. I make more money. Peter Prince. Father George. Adam and Ricky J. Laramie. And you're listening to Win City Sports. Yo, what's good? My name is Jake Demore, and thank you for downloading or streaming this episode of the Win City Sports Podcast. Win City Sports is Windsor's only local sports podcast featuring weekly interviews with athletes and coaches, and much more. You can hear every episode of Win City Sports on WinCitySports.com or listen to the radio version on CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We'll talk all about that at the end of the show, as we normally do. Today is Thursday, November 1st, 2018. And it is episode 120 of Win City Sports. This week on Win City Sports, we're talking to another Toronto radio broadcaster. As last week, we talked to the Toronto Maple Leafs, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Joe Bowen. This week, returning to Win City Sports, is Spider Jones, Canadian amateur boxing Hall of Famer, and Windsor's own. Talk some boxing and hockey. He also talks about a lot of his favorite music uh, inspirations out of Detroit specifically and uh, just a wide variety of artists that inspire him and that he is really passionate about. Uh, and we talk some politics, uh, being heavily involved in politics and uh, a well-known figure in the community in the GTA in Toronto. Uh, he talks about the re-election of John Chory and what he's doing to better the community in the GTA. But before we get into the interview with Spider on the podcast, we're going to take a quick moment to hear about our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week via goalancers.ca. This week from our men's volleyball team, it's Dami Alalade, and from the women's hockey team, it's Jadelyn Spooner. Jadelyn had a standout U Sports debut between the pipes for the blue and gold on the weekend. In her very first OUA appearance, she made 31 saves in net on the road in Guelph, and then followed that up with a 46-save performance on Sunday against Western. Meanwhile, Dami had the best two matches of, the, of his Lancer career this weekend. The third-year middle from Windsor had 17 kills, two aces, and three blocks for 22 points with a .481 hitting percentage in the five-set victory over Queens on Saturday afternoon. On Sunday, he picked up right where he left off and had a huge afternoon versus RMC. He had six kills, five aces, and two blocks for 13 points on .385 hitting in our three-set victory over RMC. So congratulations to Dami and Jade Lynn on becoming our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. But now, with, without further ado, we're going to jump into the interview segment on this week's episode of Wind City Sports. Returning to the show is Spider Jones. So here we All go. All right, dude. If you're ready to go, we're just going to kind of pick up where we left off last time. Um, okay. It's cool to talk to you before we kind of just talked about... Uh, boxing and stuff in Windsor and Ontario around the surrounding area. Uh, I had some great Muhammad Ali stories, but um, I'm wondering if you're still keeping up with the current boxing. Are you still watching anything like that? Yeah, I watch. You know, it's it's not like it used to be, but you know, mm-hmm. it goes in waves. I mean, talk about that too, how everybody thought that boxing was finished after uh, Marshall retired. Uh, they thought, it, you know, and then along came Liston and then, it, you know, there's always been that that type of uh, you know ebb and flow in boxing. You've got your uh, you got your use, but I think the '70s. We could even talk about some people thought that the golden years were the 
thirties uh, and forties, but I, I, I think the going years might've been in the sixties and seventies with Allie and Fraser and mm-hmm. Duran and, 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 and then the seventies, you know, with Leonard and Hearns and all these fighters. I mean, we talk about anything. The maple laughs, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you throw anything at me. Right on, man. Yeah, actually we could talk some Leafs too, but, um, after we had done that conversation, actually, I wanted to bring up a couple stories here. So after we did that, we were talking about, you know, we're talking about uh, Muhammad Ali and his fights with George Shavalo, your friend there. And I'm roaming around downtown Windsor. I go into this pawn shop on my lunch just to kill some time. And they have uh, George Shavalo versus Muhammad Ali poster in there signed by both of them from their second fight. It's a, like 72 in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, it was like fate for me to see this. And then a couple of days later, I go into Chapters, a bookstore, and I'm looking through books, and I find George Shavalo's book. There's a picture of uh, him and Ali in it, and I think of you and him in it. It's just like this stuff was following me around after we had done that conversation. Yeah, Yeah, I know. It's just like the way the world works, I guess. You know, like you never see this stuff. And then after hearing all that from you, I see all the memorabilia and stuff. It was really cool. You know, I had a bestseller. It's going to be a movie soon. It's called, it's called, uh, the book is called Out of the Darkness, but the movie is mm-hmm. uh, going into production in, in February. No way. And oh, yeah, it's going to start shooting in Detroit and then it's going to come to uh, Toronto. Right on. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be involved so, in the production? Yeah, or? yeah consultant, consultant. Mm, exactly. Uh, you know, a consultant, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a good budget, but the tracks, a music track and a lot of Detroit uh, music in it, you know. Well, that's something that you were pretty uh, passionate about, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then there's, uh, I mean, I can tell you a lot of things. Around. We used to have a lot of fun. Wins. Wrestling was really big in Windsor when I was young. They used to, uh, have, a, used to air, have the wife from CKLW, Lord Ethel Layton, and they had Dick the Bruiser and then Boba Brazil and all those guys. Wrestling was big uh, uh, back then. They used to have the boxing shows at the uh, Windsor Arena. They were basically amateur, but there was a, they'd fill the place. Uh, they had some tough fighters there, you know. So, I mean, there's so much. The Windsor Bulldogs, I remember we used to go to all their games when they played against the Chatham Maroons and, and, and all these other teams, you know. Uh, so, Kirky Scott, you know Kirk, eh? Uh, he trained Bob Probert and Joy Kosher how to fight. Mm-hmm. And boxing today, uh, well, you know, there there's... Um, uh, Tyson Fury and his other guys, but they're, they're, they don't have, they're not talented. They, you know, they, they, they try to emulate, um, uh, uh, you know, Ali, he does with his mouth, but I mean, he's not the kind of fighter Ali was. Mm-hmm. Ali was also, he could back anything he said. I yeah. remember when he fought Sonny Banks, who was a personal friend of mine. And Sonny Banks was from Detroit and he was building up to be the next Joe Lewis. And uh, he was the first guy to knock Ali down. A guy from Detroit we used to train with. That's cool. You got a lot of ties, though. <laughs> so that's uh, well, you know, we were in Detroit a lot. I was in Detroit yeah. as much as I was in Windsor. I actually lived in Detroit. My sister uh, lives in Detroit, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I had a lot of relatives there. I lived in Detroit as much as I did, when I, especially when I reached a certain age. Could also talk about, you know, Abdullah the Butcher? Of course. We used to right shine shoes window. together. Oh, I, yeah? Charles. Charles Shoe Clinic was on Old Street. He got me my first job shining shoes at Charles Shoe Clinic. That's great. Windsor yeah, Legends. That's cool. You mentioned the wrestling stuff. My my cousin here, Scott Demore. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He runs the wrestling shows here now in Windsor, and it's always no, been a long I'm, line of stuff. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, I know some. I, I, Rocky Johnson, The Rock's father, and I were great friends, and he he moved to Florida. Well, first he went out west, and then he moved to Florida. But he used to box before he wrestled. Rocky Johnson, yeah. And then now The Rock is his son, That's and The crazy. Rock, one of The Rock, one of The Rock's uncles here is a very good friend of mine. Uh, uh, you know, Ricky Soul Man Johnson. He used to wrestle oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, Canadians too. Eh? They, well, people don't yeah, realize yeah, that they're, they're Canadian. They're, they're from Amherst, Nova Scotia. I was in mm-hmm. the hometown. I was on a speaking trip that last year. My wife and I went out there. We went to Prince Edward Island, but we we, we spoke in Amherst, Nova Scotia, and Moncton, New Brunswick, and a couple other places. They're from Amherst, the Johnsons. Big family, big guys. They're all big. Yeah, yeah, a long line of those, those Samoans and and wrestling and yeah, you know, yeah well, that's from the mother's side. That's from the mother's side. Uh, for the father's side, uh, they're big boys too. I mean, they're they're uh, you know, and the Rock's one of the highest paid uh, guys in the world. Very well liked too. I've never met him, but I know his family. So that smile of his and the way he is, the whole family's like that. Extremely easy smiles, friendly, friendly people. Just sort of really, you know, good people. That's awesome. It's so cool to hear all these these connections that you have, man. You never know, eh? No, no, you know, it's funny because I, that's why I met Ali through George Chappelle. Well, actually, I didn't. I met him when he came here to fight George. But, um, and then I began, I had the opportunity to emcee a lot of events mm-hmm. that uh, Ali, Ali and Joe, Joe Frazier were involved in. But Joe never liked Ali, and I had Ali. I was on, Joe Frazier was on my show uh, one, one time, and, and I mean, many times, but he said, I don't want to talk about Ali. I said, why not? He said, I just don't want to talk about him. He said, I said, Joe, you're not. He said, look, man, you talk about Allie, and I'll walk up. I'll, I'll I'll get up and leave. And I said, you try to get up, and I'll whip your ass. He laughed and said, you go on. You, you dreaming. <laughs> I said, I know. <laughs> it would be a nightmare. Joe, I love Joe. Joe and I got along really good, man. But he, he just never liked Allie because Allie was I love Allie, but Allie was wrong the way he, 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 he went after him. Yeah. I've seen. Um, I feel like you were pretty close with him. I've seen you wrote that piece on on Ali, uh, my friend Muhammad Ali, and uh, it's, yeah, it's just so yeah, cool to yeah. see this stuff, you know. He, well, he impacted me, my life, because he he believed I was would make a good radio uh, broadcaster because of my music knowledge. You know, you know, it's a funny thing. My biggest dream growing up was to work for CKLW. It never happened, but my dream of becoming a radio announcer began. At, at, at actually began at the Fox Theater in Detroit, and then and then they came. Then they, they came the next day to Windsor. Buddy Holly, uh, 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 Buddy Holly, and uh, not with the, uh, remember Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, the guy who did O'Donna and and La Bamba. And by then it was sealed. I wanted to be a radio broadcaster. I told it to Ali years later. He said you should be. And I said, ain't that easy? Because at that time they didn't hire blacks in radio, you know, not not ma- major radio. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to work for CKLW Supreme. It never happened. But I mean, that's just life. But because CKLW at one time was the most listened station in North America because of the way it was situated, went right into Erie, Pennsylvania, and 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 so we had music there. When I came to Toronto, something was already a hit, and as CKLW and Windsor wouldn't be a hit here till six weeks later. True story. Yeah, that's the understanding around here. Is they were much bigger back then, and you know the story with uh, the song "Best" by Kiss, right? How uh, CKLW was the first station to play that song and ended up charting, and uh, CKLW yeah. was the one that got it out there. 
So that's one thing I'd well, do. There, there was a the woman there, Rose, Rose something. I forget what she's a legend. But, um, I mean, I used to watch Rock and Robin Seymour and all them, you know. And then there was Bill Kennedy. He used to do the movies on there. Windsor's got a great history of entertainment, man. Jack yeah. Scott was from Windsor. He was a big singer back in the day. But, you know, Windsor didn't produce a lot, but it could have. I mean, they have they had the talent, even in hockey and and, and, and things like that. But we have Bobby Probert, Ty Domi from Windsor, uh, mm-hmm. a couple other guys. A lot of uh, hockey players out of here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Windsor was a uh, Windsor and tough guys too. They're all tough. Two of the toughest mm-hmm. guys in hockey history, um, mm-hmm. Bobby Probert and and and, and Ty Domi, both out of and, and fought each other. Exactly, the yeah. The battles they had. Fought, yeah, the last couple times though, they fought. Probert just ragdolled him. Bobby Probert was was a bad dude, man. But you know, he was a good guy off the ice. I know he had drug problems, but he's um, I worked with him and people loved him. He had a lot of fans, man, and a lot of people respected Bobby. As tough as he was, he never fought the little guys. He always went after the tough guys. That's why I respected him. And so did Domi. Now, Wendell Clark yeah. on the other side. Everybody loved Wendell, but, you know, Wendell went after a lot of guys. He had the right fighting because they couldn't fight. He knew it. And he was vicious hitting them when they were down. You look at some of his tracks smashing guys in the face when they were already down and almost out. You never seen Probert do that. Or Domi, they stopped. So that's what, you know, I like Wendell, but Wendell was, you know, I hear a lot. I, I'm outspoken. I've said it on the air many times. But anyway, I love these conversations. Call me anything. Me too. Me too, dude. I appreciate that, you, uh, that you're that you able to do stuff like this. And I've been keeping track with you and see you're a big uh, Leafs fan. You go into those games too. And it's hell of a time to be a Leafs fan, that's for sure. It's cool that you have uh, a lot of I, diversity. I'm not a Leafs fan, though. I'm a Hab fan. You are? Never, Come on. I've, I've never been a Leafs fan. I have friends on the Leafs team. I tied them in. Gilmore and me were buddies, good good buddies. Really got along well because we're big fight fans. But um, I've never been a Leaf fan. I've always been a half fan because my father was. Okay. I don't know. I always was. Yeah, no, I understand. They're playing well this year. They got a lot of speed. They're very tough to deal with because of the speed. It's a whole. The game has changed now. You know, you don't see the open ice hits that much. Uh, uh, you know, you got the speed and 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 puck possession. That's that's what it is, and the Leafs got that, but they've been playing terrible since they lost Austin Matthews. Yeah, I guess they had a rough game last night. Yeah, but I think people are are are, are starting to uh, hey, they're, they're they're starting to really play them different now, and and you know, uh, but it's, they'll figure it out. I mean, it's early. Yeah, it's still just scary. like the Habs. I mean, a couple of years ago, the Habs won straight ten, ten straight games, and then they missed the playoffs. So yeah. you know, I mean. You never know what's going. You know, so you lose a good, like the Habs lose a guy like Gallagher. It hurts them. They got they got uh, Dash Domi's playing, not Dash. That's his uncle. Uh, uh, that's that's Ty's brother. But uh, 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 Max Domi's playing well for him. They they got a good young fast team, and the Leafs have too. So it's a lot of speed in the game today. All right, cool, man. So, um, what kind of accomplishments have you achieved, in specifically in radio? Well, yeah, I did. I did a. Uh, a radio documentary uh, called Guns, Gangs, and Violence. And um, uh, we won an award for that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of gun violence going on in the city of Toronto, a lot of gang fights, turf wars, whatever they want to call it. It's happening, and it used to be uh, two or three areas, but now there's uh, at risk probably about 28 to 30 areas. So uh, a couple of years ago, along with the the chief of police, uh, by the name of Fantino, Chief uh, uh, Judy Fantino and I 
uh, did a whole uh, journalistic investigation uh, for News Talk 1010 at CFRB. I worked for them at the time, and of course, uh, the uh, uh, Canadian, we were given the Dan MacArthur Award by the uh, Canadian Broadcasting Association, and then also the Edward Armour Award for the the big blackout they had in 2004. We were the only station, for some reason or other, who uh, kept our power on them, probably because of uh, the area uh, our transmissions were in. But anyway, we won an award for that. So that, that that's, that's pretty cool. And then the Elvis yeah. Presley Fan Club gave me an award back in the day for doing a four-part series on Elvis Presley. People were kind of surprised because my roots are R&B, but they don't understand that I'm a music lover and a true music lover. I'm into R&B is my is my roots, but uh, I'm also into southern rock and uh, and and good pop music. Bobby Darin, Elvis Presley, uh, Buddy Holly. The I love the Eagles. Uh, they're one of my favorite groups of all time. Chicago. You know, and then I've got, of course, the Temptations right out of Detroit and uh, James Brown and uh, uh, oh, uh, the Stylistic, Smokey, Aretha, Etta James, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So music is sort of like an opium to me. It, 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 when I, if I get stressed out, I turn on the music and everything, my whole world's cool again. And a lot of those people that you mentioned, uh, I believe you mentioned last time, you got to see them in Detroit and Windsor and that kind of area too, right? Wow. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, we used to, you know, they they bring these big acts to uh, the Fox Theater. Alan Freed used to bring them in. At that time, he was the uh, number one uh, uh, radio jock in the world. And he, he's got to coin the phrase rock and roll. So he'd bring them, the, he'd bring them all together. And they'd go into the Fox Theater and then they'd come across the winter. So I'd see him both times. I've got a lot of relatives in the States, my Aunt Ida and Uncle Roy and other people live in the States. My sister Rose actually lives in Southfield, Michigan now. So, yeah, we, we you know, the Windsor guys, we all used to go across the border to those and see all those great acts. Richie Valens, uh, who did La Bamba, and, of course, Buddy Holly, Chuck Berry, Little Richard. Uh, so, yeah, you saw all these acts and uh, Etta James. So I just... Uh, Music's a great part of my life. And to be able to see them and know that they produced them right there in Detroit, I'm not sure you'll ever see a, a, a that that magic again. The whole evolution of not just uh, Motown, but uh, they had other great groups like the Dramatics from Detroit. Aretha Franklin, uh, who, who wasn't part of Motown, and neither were the Dramatics, but wow. You know, there's been Edwin Starr is another name that comes to mind. Wilson Pickett, uh, boy, Smokey Robinson. The, the list goes on. The, the Temptations, the Spinners, who I got to know personally through Billy Henderson, who was the co-founder. co-founder. And then you've got other ones like Bob Seger, uh, Glenn Fry from Detroit. Wow. Madonna. So the list just goes mm-hmm. on and on. And, and, you know, music is still a great part of my life. It, and I got that, you know, one of the things I was going to mention is the fact that you get to, to interview some of these people. I had the honor of interviewing Frankie Valley and the four seats, well, Frankie Valley and Smokey Robinson and, I mean, James Brown, way back in the early 90s. So 
yes, I got Tina Turner and Chubby Checker. So, yes, these are these are the dream. You dream about this, and then suddenly you're interviewing these people, and and I'm fascinated, and they're fascinated by the fact that I know so much about them. But then you got to remember when I when I uh, in, uh, entertainers, I like to know all about them, how they arrived at at, at this level, and 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 their backgrounds. That's what I mean. There's always more to the person that meets the eye, right? So you want to kind of get into it a little bit more. I remember interviewing Frankie Valley, and he said, you're the FBI or CIA. I said, <laughs> why did you say that? He said, you know more about me than I do. I, re- I knew his real name was Frankie Castellucchio and that he was from Newark, New Jersey, and that he was with the, the four lovers uh, when he first appeared on the Ed Sullivan show way before he was with the, with the four seasons. So, like he was quite flattered. Same thing with Chubby Checker, whose real name was Ernest Evans, and Dick Clark's wife named him Chubby Checker. She says you need a name that to catch on, and she said, "Let me see, this Fats Domino. We'll call you Chubby Checker." And so he became Chubby Checker. So he was he was very much impressed that I knew about that, and it, it makes it feel kind of cool. And then they open up more to you, uh, you know. Uh, uh, but uh, it just it's just great to interview these people. And probably back then it was harder to to get this information, right? So they're probably amazed that you were able to obtain it, you know. Well, I have all these books. In other words, yeah, there wasn't such thing as the internet back. Yeah, then. like now you can find out anything about anyone, right? Anything, yeah. But I had these books, and they they they, they called the encyclopedias of of music, and I still have them. These some of these things are forty years old; they're falling apart. And I always researched when I interviewed anyone. I interviewed. I researched. Mm-hmm. In 1994, I interviewed Nelson Mandela when he came to Toronto, and I, I talked about his boxing career. He did a little boxing. He was very surprised, and he wanted to talk about Muhammad Ali because Muhammad Ali was his hero. And I said, "Well, I think uh, you're his hero too." And you know, you, you so you, you, I always did research. That was one of the things that, uh, and I enjoyed it. It's a passion. Wow, I discover this about that about Tina Turner, you know, and 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 you know their real names and uh, where they came from and who discovered them and who produced them and 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 so many songs written by like Smokey Robinson, so many songs he wrote and produced and and Carol King, uh, you know, everybody knows Carol King's a legend, but she's such a great songwriter and and and. One of my favorite groups was the Stylistics out of Philadelphia. And I remember uh, uh, reading about uh, the woman who wrote all their songs and uh, along uh, along with Tommy Bell. And she was a, a young white lady from Philadelphia. And she wrote uh, Betcha by Golly Wow and, 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 and uh, uh, all of these great stylistic songs. Uh, and she died at 44, and when she was dying, she died of breast cancer. And the woman wrote, uh, pretty much on her dying bed, The Greatest Love of All, which became a big hit for uh, uh, Whitney Houston and George Benson. And so every time I hear that song, it gives me goosebumps. Here's this lady, uh, 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 you know, she, she's fighting for her life. And she says that she writes a song about the greatest love is inside of you. You have to learn your, to love yourself before you love others. So it's touching. Music, music just does that to me. Well, it's pretty easy to see your your passion in music just based off you talking here. Um, just 
seem really into it, obviously. I can think of so many uh, names to throw at you, but uh, actually we have Stevie Wonder coming here next uh, Tuesday. I'm really excited for that. Uh, you're a fan of him? Or? Wow. This guy was around when I was a kid. His first hit, first number one hit was Fingertips, part two in 1962. But I remember when he broke in in, in, in the late, I think it was about 59 or 60, with Sign a Contract on Love. And he was discovered uh, by one of uh, the miracles uh, who, who, whose sister or someone was babysitting them. And he phoned, he phoned a Smokey and said, you got to hear this guy. He can do everything. So, and he did. And then Smokey was so impressed with him that he, he told Barry Gordy. And, of course, Barry Gordy had a tremendous amount of respect for, for, for Smokey Robinson's uh, musical ability to, to choose winners. And so uh, uh, Stevie was signed, and he still – I mean, how many – I cannot tell you how many people that Stevie uh, Wonder has influenced, and I love his music. That's what I mean. I get an opportunity to see Stevie Wonder. I got I to gotta jump on it. That's right. You never know if um, if I'm going to be able to see him again, right? So I never know if he'll come back. Yeah, because, you know, he's not a kid anymore, but uh, this guy has influenced so many people. He's one of the, he's one of the great he's, he's one of the great geniuses. Sinatra once called uh, Ray Charles uh, uh, music's only genius. Well, uh, I would debate that now because uh, Stevie Wonder's a genius. Yeah, I love Stevie. Uh, one one of my favorites for sure. Just all the hits he has, there's no arguing that he's one of the greatest. Uh, are you still keeping up with music in Toronto in the area? You guys going to any shows or anything? I just saw the uh, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. I took my wife and granddaughter and we were down to see the story of the Temptations, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, and it was just phenomenal. Uh, just a phenomenal uh, uh, production. And uh, prior to that, I saw the Jersey Boys three times, the Frankie, the Four Seasons story. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, um, I don't have the kind of time I used to have. A lot of my time was on the road, you know, working with uh, uh, young people as an advocate and also uh, uh, speaking in the prisons. And then I have uh, my youth center, which is in North Toronto. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty busy finishing off another book. Uh, so I, I stay busy, but uh, I, I, I rest assured my my uh, my I have my music. Uh, I have probably about 500 CDs in my in my uh, car and uh, music on my phone. Oh, it's keeping your youth, that's for sure. But you're <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the only you know, today's music is a little different. A lot of manipulated, but uh, there are some some uh, some of them that I still really enjoy. Uh, but I'm probably lost in the 60s and 70s, early 80s. But I do enjoy. I think Bruno Mars is just phenomenal. Oh yeah, is uh, an entertainer, musician, usher. Uh, there's a few I, I enjoy. Uh, uh, Robin Thicke. I got all his music. He's very blue eye. I've always enjoyed blue eye soul music. Robin Thicke, The Righteous Brothers, uh, Hall and Oates, and you know Sam Smith. And I, I love uh, uh, Christine Aguilera. I love blue eyed soul. Uh, there's a lot out there, man, but you're you're still keeping really busy out there in Toronto, eh? Doing all the same stuff. You still have the Believe to Achieve program and all your youth centers and everything going strong. Yeah, very, very, very strong. Uh, just nurturing young people, uh, trying to keep them off the streets, away from see everything that glitters is in gold, and we just try to keep them off the street, uh, empower them, uh, 
uh, build a game plan, stay in school, and and, and dreams become reality. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, you know I had some problems growing up, and a lot of it was self-inflicted. But uh, uh, I was on a, a, a destructive path. Did some time in, in jail and got out and got my act together. And uh, I, I think that uh, there's a time, especially young people that are youth at risk. When they 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 uh, the streets look like uh, the answer because you see a lot of the the hustlers and uh, street people uh, uh, you know uh, ride driving big cars got a pocket full of money but they, you know there's only two paths when you choose that kind of life one is uh, an early grave the other is prison and uh, so we just try to keep them on the right path mm-hmm. uh, uh, find out what the passion is turn it into a uh, a career and go for it. That's good, man. That's that's what uh, people need, and it's. I, I follow you on social media. I see all the events and outreach stuff that you're doing, and also seems like you're pretty uh, heavily involved, or at least uh, into politics in a, uh, <laughs> a personal standpoint. Um, so, and you're very involved in the city too, right? Doing a lot of stuff. So, uh, you're happy with what's going on in Toronto? Uh, John Tory just got reelected. Um, a lot going on uh, over there, right? So, what do you? How do you feel about that? I'm a big fan of John Tories. I've yeah. known We're actually uh, pretty good friends. I I work with them at uh, CFRB up here for four or five years, but I've known them for about uh, I guess about 20 years. John's a good man. He's a fair man. Nobody's perfect, but he's very sincere and he has a passion for this city. And uh, he he really is involved with all the different communities up here. And uh, I, I got to tell you, he really supports our Spiders Web Youth Empowerment Center. And that's important to me because John has opened a lot of doors for us. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that John, John uh, won. I wasn't surprised and uh, I endorsed him and uh, he's a good man. That's good. That's what you need, right? You want someone that you can trust. And um, I see you, you're always, uh, talking about that stuff. I see, you've uh, made some appearances on CTV kind of, uh, I don't know if you're getting your stuff across there or just kind of chatting what's going on, uh, when they bring you on the TV shows. Well, you know, unfortunately we, we, our murder rate is, is elevating in this city. We, we, we may break all records. Uh, we're up to 84, 85 murders. doesn't sound like a lot, but that's how it begins. That's how it began in Detroit. That's how it began in Chicago. That's how it began in Boston and Philadelphia and Atlanta. And it continues to grow. Uh, and with the loss of good uh, good paying jobs and other things going on, and uh, we have a lot of problems here. Yes, so I, 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 I think Toronto, Toronto is still a, a safe city per capita. I mean, there's 3 million people here. Uh, but we have problems we have to face. And you can't live in denial. There are so many people that this was Toronto the good. We would never have those problems. Well, we have them. And, uh, you know, we lost hundreds of thousands of good production uh, jobs to foreign seas. And, and we haven't filled that void yet. And, and, and unfortunately, uh, there are so many young people that have went to university. And uh, they come out in debt, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000, and they're slinging beer and hamburgers. They can't find a job in the field they pursued. So we have a lot of problems, and there are a lot of kids who just give up. They don't believe in the system, and a lot of it has to do with politicians, uh, uh, 
that talk out of both sides of their mouth and, and, and it has a lot to do with the hopeless factor. Uh, so, uh, you know, they just say, you know what, I'm going to take my chances. And I know because I was in this, I was, there was a time in my life where I was in a dark place and I didn't think I would live to be 20. When I reached 20, I didn't think I'd live to be 23, 24. It's just the way things were, the mentality, the people I were hanging with. And a lot of those people in Windsor, I know that, that come from that era. A lot of the kids I grew up with were shot and killed or shot and killed others. And, you know, I was easily led back then. And uh, I understand how the allure of the streets can get into you and, 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 and direct you on that path of destruction. So that's that's why I work with these young people up here, because, as I said, it's it's there's a lot of turf wars going on up there, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, uh, disregard for the lives. We have people coming in from other countries. And I, I'm certainly not xenophobic. I mean, I'm a man of color. And I think that we should embrace people, but there are people coming from from war-torn countries who have no respect for life, and and they're just blowing each other away up here. So it's uh, it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But somebody has to stand up to the plate exactly. and get involved. Yeah, you got to face the facts sometimes, right? I, I admire what you do and uh, putting putting all out there for your community and for the youth, especially. So uh, it's. It's just great to hear these things, man. Keep it up. And, you know, being from Windsor, it brings a little pride back home. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I hate to wrap it up, but uh, I think we're good for time. We both uh, got places to be. Uh, but, hey, I'd love to do it again. Well, well let's talk sports again. next time. Let's, yeah. let's, talk, uh, let's talk some boxing and some hockey. Yeah. I, I, you know me. I, I love my sports, but uh, I always enjoy talking with you and I. If anybody's listening and uh, that remembers me from the Windsor area, hey, man, what's up? How you doing? And I went to Prince Edward. <laughs> right on. <laughs> there you go. There's a shout out. Right on. I mean, yeah, I'd love to We'll talk some boxing and uh, and hockey and stuff. That's my two fortes, pretty much. Can I can I give you my, my, my email if anybody wants to email me? Go for it. Okay. It's spiderjones at rogers.com. And my website is Charles David Jones. And uh, I thank you for that, man. If I ever get down to Windsor, I'll come on live with you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was hoping that you would uh, be dropping in sometime. And hopefully once this movie gets rolling, you'll be in the area, right? Absolutely. I will be. I'm looking forward to that, too. Hopefully we'll talk before that, though, my friend. And there it is, Spider Jones makes his return to Win City Sports. Always good to chat with him. Uh, obviously some cool stories, and uh, the guy's done a lot in his life, been able to meet a lot of cool people and befriend a lot of cool people. I uh, hope to have him back one day soon. Um, if you didn't hear the first interview with uh, Spider Jones, that's the real deal right there. You kind of get to, uh, it really would be a prelude to this one, kind of get to know uh, spider a little bit know where he comes from what he's all about what he does uh, so go back and listen to episode 83 of win city sports we'll let you know how to access that aside from wincitysports.com at the end of the show but i'm uh, looking forward to seeing what happens with spider's movie hopefully if he's around the area we can link up and talk some sports like you said <laughs> so uh now we're going to take the time to break down some local sports news this week, the Windsor Express and Windsor Lancers announced that they will be doing another doubleheader 
usually they have their games at the Coliseum, the Clash of the Coliseum. They did, I think, three years there. 2015, 16, and 17. Or 16, 17, 18. Three years in a row. This year they're actually going to be doing it at the WFCU Center, uh, the home of the Windsor Express, on their home opener night. So November 17th at 3 p.m., the Lancers will be opening up festivities for the night against the Western Mustangs. And then later on that night at 7 p.m., the Windsor Express open up their regular season against the Sudbury, Sudbury Five. You can get uh, tickets online right now or at the box office at the WSU Center. RKO Fratman football team lost the Ontario Football Conference final to the Hamilton Hurricanes, although they had their number all season. Uh, beating Hamilton every time that they had met, but that didn't phase Hamilton on Saturday. Although it was a close game, 28-23 to was the final score. First-year quarterback Colton Allen completed 29 of 43 passes for 346 yards and one touchdown, while rookie receiver Jared Hayes-Williams finished with 11 catches for 132 yards. Running back Brandon McCraney had a 94-yard kickoff return for a touchdown and also had six catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. Head coach Mike Lachance is optimistic that the future is still bright for the AKO Fratman, uh, only losing six of their regular starters after this season. A lot of our Windsor teams had a rough time in Hamilton this weekend as the men's and women's Lancers basketball team each fell on the road in Hamilton to McMaster University in OUA play. The men's team got 20 points from Anthony Zersnar, 14 points from Chris Poloniato, and 10 points from Damian Prasad in a 95-67 loss to McMaster, who are currently undefeated. Carly Steer from the women's team uh, topped the leading scorers with 14 points in a 74-66 loss to McMaster. Kaya Clark added 12 points and Olivia Osamusali chipped in with 11 points in the loss to McMaster. The men's hockey team let an early two-goal lead slip in, in a 3-2 loss on the road to the University of Ontario Institute of Technology Ridgebacks on Saturday. Alex Friesen and Ian Parker scored for the Lancers in the opening 11 minutes of the game before the Ridgebacks rallied back to take the win. The Windsor Spitfires dropped a 6-1 decision on the road Saturday to the Barry Colts. Matthew McDougall's goal had the Spitfires even at 1-1 in the first period, but Barry closed with the game's final five goals. Rookie goalie Kerry Piarnian finished with 28 saves. And recently, um, a little bit before that in the week, Michael DiPietro now holds the most wins in franchise history for the Spits at 73. So congratulations to him. The Spits are taking on the Ottawa 67s tonight at the WFCU Center. But you know what? That's going to be all for this week on the Wind City Sports Podcast. My name is Drake Demore. I'm here, your host, every single week. New episodes of Wind City Sports drop every Thursday live on CJAM FM 99.1 in Windsor and Detroit. Replays of the radio show air on Fridays at 4.30 p.m., and then at 8.30 p.m. on Thursday following the debut of the radio episode, the podcast drops here on WinCitySports.com and wherever podcasts are found, including iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and the list goes on and on. We also have a YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram page, so search up Win City Sports 
and you should easily be able to find us. Give, a, give us a like, subscribe, or follow, whatever it may be. We'll be back here on the podcast and on the radio show, same time, same place. So until then, smell you later.